Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Modern Gnostic, the podcast. I'm Brian Stanford, coming at you from Asheville, North Carolina, and this is episode number 10. And we are living in a changed world from the last time I posted an episode. Today, I'm going to talk a bit about what it is we're training for in the spiritual life, because it is exactly for the kind of conditions that we're experiencing right now. So sit back, have a nice glass of wine, a good whiskey, or a stiff coffee, and enjoy this episode, and I'll talk to you guys on the other side. A reading from the epistle of St. John, the apostle to the Philippians. I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Well, friends listening to the podcast, we are in uncharted waters and strange times. I think it's fair to say that anyone listening to this and virtually anyone alive today um, who was born and raised in a Western country has never experienced anything uh, like what we are experiencing now. Uh, Here in my town of Asheville, North Carolina, they gave our uh, quote-unquote lockdown orders uh, for Buncombe County, the county I live in. They go into effect today. So no, uh, all non-essential businesses are closed. You're not allowed to gather with your friends. Uh, you're not allowed to have a barbecue. Um, generally, they are recommending that you do not leave your house at all except for essential things. Uh, obviously, the reason here is to try to Uh, flatten the curve and tamp down the virus. And while most people can accept that these are probably right measures, or at least the best idea um, for what we need to do right now, it is still a very strange, bizarre, and scary and stressful time. Um, A good friend of mine named Will, uh, who is a fellow practitioner, a person on the path, pointed out to me the other day that these are the times that we train for. And I was reminded of a quote from the Stoic philosopher Epictetus who said, if you didn't learn these things in order to demonstrate them in practice, what did you learn them for? And I really thought about this and I, and it, and it, it had a profound impact um, on the way that I am experiencing this time of the virus, these interesting times. Um, I've noticed for myself that it has been very easy to slip into fear and anger and stress. When this was first going on, I would wake up first thing in the morning, get my cell phone out, and as I was making my morning cup of coffee before my practice period, I would look at the latest headlines in the news and I would go on Facebook and scroll through uh, all the fear and anger and stress that is being generated by people right now. 
It was almost as if I was adding it into my morning cup of coffee and really setting the mood of my day with this negativity and fear. And then I remembered the words of my friend that this is the time period for which we are practicing. And what does that mean? What can we, what can we, what can we do with that? One of uh, a common characteristic in a lot of spiritual traditions that I've been involved in is this recommendation that you train with slogans. I think that's how Chogim Trungpa um, talked about it. Train with slogans. And the um, Roman Stoics talked about the same thing. Have these slogans at hand from great philosophers and teachers that you can use in times of trouble. Train with slogans. So what does it mean that this is the kind of thing that we've been practicing for. Well, if you're on the path of the modern Gnostic, if you're on uh, a path that is uh, what Carlos Castaneda called a path of the heart, a true spirituality, a spirituality that doesn't sugarcoat and candy uh, floss everything and tell, tell you that you are an ascended spiritual being, that the world is paradise, that all things are going according to plan, if you have a spiritual path that realistically um, recognizes the impermanence and suffering in life, but yet strives to develop some sort of center that is not rocked by the waves of the world, then this is the time that you have been training for. All of our meditation and prayer and study is to enable us to weather storms like this with nobility and courage and honor. A few years ago, um, my life completely fell apart. Uh, virtually all of the circumstances of my material existence um, shattered. I was having to have surgery. My marriage was, was dissolving and breaking apart. My living situation my uh, everything that you could that we typically cling to security for was just dissolving and in this time somehow i think through the intercession of my holy guardian angel i was guided to the teachings of the ancient stoics and i had never of course i had heard of who the stoics were but i had never really studied stoicism and as I started to look at it, I realized that in the writings of the ancient Stoics, particularly the Roman Stoics, I found for myself, that we had kind of a native Western Dharma for dealing with exactly these kinds of situations, the situations where the whole world turns upside down for you. <clears throat> and one of the first Stoic philosophers that I discovered was Epictetus. And if you've never heard of Epictetus, I, I recommend that you uh, Google search him and check out his writings. Um, Epictetus was not born into a comfortable uh, situation. Epictetus was born poor and was sold into slavery. And not just slavery, he was sold into brutal slavery. Um, Epictetus walked with a, a bad limp for his entire life because of the beatings that he received as a slave. One particularly cruel slave master repeatedly broke his leg uh, when he was a young boy. And while he was still a slave, Epictetus discovered the teachings of the Stoics in Rome where he lived. 
and he studied with some famous Stoic philosophers because by this time he had a slave owner, a master who allowed him to get some degree of education and eventually who freed him. And when Epictetus became a free man, he actually became a teacher of Stoicism. Now this struck me profoundly because uh, it's, it's, it's one thing to hear spiritual teachings from someone whose life seems to be all in order and going very well. Uh, let's face it, it's easy to practice a spiritual path when everything seems to be going your way, when you have enough food to eat, when you have enough money in the bank, when you have friends, when your body is in good health. It's another thing altogether to practice a spiritual path when everything is upside down. And finding philosophers and teachers um, who have developed their spiritual practice in those times has always been deeply significant for me. Epictetus is one of those people. Viktor Frankl, the psychologist who survived Auschwitz, is another. I feel like we can really listen to what these spiritual teachers have to tell us because uh, in their lives, the rubber has met the road. Um, they have learned to uh, not only talk the talk, but walk the walk. And when I discovered Epictetus's teachings, one of the things that blew my mind right away is that he would tell people when they came to him that his school of philosophy was not for someone leading a conventionally happy life. And I'm going to read to you a quote um, from the, the recorded writings of Epictetus and what he would tell people when they come to study philosophy with him. Quote, Let others practice lawsuits, others study problems, others syllogisms. Here you practice how to die, how to be enchained, how to be racked, and how to be exiled. And when students would ask him, you know, what is the end goal of this philosophy? This sounds pretty bleak. What's the end goal? And Epictetus summarized it thus. The end goal of his philosophy was fearlessness, equanimity, and freedom. Now those things struck a deep chord with me. I had found a similar level of fearlessness, equanimity, and freedom in my time as a prisoner in the state of Texas. Um, prison is, is one of these places where all things are stripped from you, all comforts, all feelings of safety and security, all of the things that we conventionally use to build up our sense of self are torn away. And in circumstances like that, similarly to circumstances that we are in now, uh, as far as I see it, you kind of have two choices. You can let all of that stripping away terrify you and crumble you and make you fall apart and fill you with anger at the injustice of it and fear at the uncertainty of it and a constant sense of stress at not knowing what's going on in your life. Or you can use it as a time to wake up. And the aimed for result of that waking up is a fearlessness, an equanimity, and a freedom. This is what we practice for. We practice to learn to be able to face situations like this fearlessly, with equanimity, which leads to an experience of freedom. So over the last week, I've been really trying to refocus 
my days and my thoughts and my practice in a way that generates these inner spiritual qualities. Uh, As someone following the modern Gnostic path, it has been my experience, and it's an experience that I am constantly trying to shore up, that I am spirit soul. I am not the body. I am not the thing that thinks it is thinking. I am not the thing that thinks it is suffering. I am something beyond that. That which I am, that which is looking out of my eyes and hearing through my ears. And in the same way, that which in you is hearing and comprehending these words. That thing is untouchable by pandemics and plagues and war and want and fear and stress. That thing is always there. It has always been there and it will always be there. And if you can tap into that, you can get an experience of the fearlessness and equanimity and freedom that Epictetus talked about. In the same way, in the beginning of this episode, I read to you a quote from the Apostle Paul. Uh, and if you look at the history of Stoicism and Christianity, they, they have a, a deep history of influencing one another back and forth. And I think this quote from Paul reflects a realization of a fundamental truth that both the early Christian um, mystics and the Stoic philosophers were discovering, that there was a something, there was a core to us that indeed is us that can face all of these problems in an awake and alive way. And that doesn't mean that things will be easy. Here in Asheville, uh, this town runs on tourism and service industry jobs. Almost everybody that I know who is a close friend of mine either works in bars or restaurants or owns yoga studios or martial arts gyms or coaches at those gyms or even my partner who is a massage therapist and a movement specialist. All of these people work in businesses that have been overnight shut down. People are seeing their incomes go to absolute zero completely beyond their control. People who have uh, invested themselves in the value of hard work and service to others have found their livelihoods shattered and are having to do things they never thought they would, like apply for unemployment. I'm a grocery clerk. I work in a business that has been deemed essential. And every day I go into work. Indeed, I'm sitting in my car right now about to go into my shift. And I'll be surrounded by people who are full of stress and fear. Customers who are coming in, who are worried about getting sick, who may be coming to the grocery store is the only outing that they uh, are allowed to do in a day. And they are feeling that stress and they are feeling that pressure. And that bleeds over into my coworkers and myself. And we come to work fearing that we could get sick and also being grateful that we have jobs. And it's this mix of what I I talked about earlier of of fear and anger and stress that can be, uh, I've thought about, you know, it's, it's just contagious, maybe even more contagious than the virus itself. It's airborne, this fear and anger and stress. It sticks on surfaces. It's transmitted in your words. It's transmitted in the things that you post on social media. 
And we have a choice about that. And we can, we can take conscious control of what we choose to transmit in times like this. Uh, something that I've noticed that seems to be an, an interesting tendency and maybe a, a, um, a byproduct of uh, social media is that we tend to feel um, that we are kind of like citizen journalists or something if we have a Facebook account. And so every uh, story that we see of corruption or malfeasance or stupidity or neglect in regards to the way uh, the leaders of the country and the people of the country are dealing with this virus, we seem to feel a need to share those stories and to comment on those things and to form opinions about them and to alert others uh, that they are going on. And I, I myself, I fall into doing this all the time. I even hesitate to talk about it because I feel like every time, every time I come on a podcast and talk about social media and getting a grip on social media usually um, results in about a good week of me falling into the, the very trap that I'm talking about avoiding. But I too was, was doing this kind of posting on social media and reading these kinds of things and just constantly flooding myself with these kinds of stories and kinds of images. And uh, I've, I've pulled back from that now and I can tell you from experience that um, you don't have a duty or need to share these kinds of things. Don't spread uh, or let's not try, let's try not to spread the virus of fear and anger and stress around this. Instead, let's try to spread fearlessness and equanimity and freedom, a freedom that's beyond all causes and conditions, a freedom that is there and an equanimity that is there, whether you are locked down in your house, whether you are infected or not, whether your job still exists or does not, whether your family is doing okay or is not, whether the government is dealing with this skillfully or is not, there is an equanimity and a freedom that is free of all of these causes and conditions. And for those of us who are practicing a spiritual path and training in spiritual philosophical paths, this is the time that we are training for. These are the circumstances that we've been working for. One last quote I want to give you is from the psychologist Viktor Frankl, who, like I said, survived Auschwitz as a, I think, 16, 17-year-old boy. All of his family was killed. He witnessed horrible, horrible suffering. Indeed, much more suffering than any of us are going to experience in regards to this virus. And in the midst of the fire of the fear and anger and stress and suffering of a concentration camp, Viktor Frankl came to this conclusion, quote, everything can be taken from man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way, end quote. Sit with that. Look it up online and read it over again a few times today. Post that to social media. Share that with your friends. 
There is a fearlessness, an equanimity, and a freedom that transcends all of the troubling things that are occurring in our lives right now. Indeed, that fearlessness and equanimity and freedom is our God-given right. It is our true nature. It is at the core of what we truly are. I hope these words today inspired you. I hope that you spread this message more than you spread the virus of fear and anger and stress. Now more than ever, it is important for those of us on a spiritual path to attempt to be embodiments of light and positivity. It is our duty. It is what we are called upon to do. And it is well within our capacity to do. So I would recommend that you look up the ancient Stoics, read the works of Epictetus, Seneca, Marcus Aurelius, find spiritual teachings. You can find them in Buddhism as well. You can find them in Hinduism. They exist in Christianity and Islam. They are in all of the spiritual traditions of the world. This message that we are something more than what can be affected by things like this current crisis or indeed any crisis that could exist. Reach for that, friends. Find that and embody it in the world. All right, everybody, that was Modern Gnostic episode 10. I hope you enjoyed it. If you do, reach out to me on Facebook. You can find my personal page, Brian Stanford, on Facebook. Or you can find the Modern Gnostic podcast page. You can send me a message, connect. Uh, Our local Asheville Gnostic Temple is going to start to host online meditation and prayer groups in the coming weeks. If you would like to participate in those, be sure to reach out to me so I can include you in the invites and you can start to engage in the kind of practices that lead to fearlessness, equanimity, and boundless freedom. As always, if you liked the episode, please give us a like, give us a share, like us wherever you're listening to this, share it on social media so other people can hear about the show and maybe get something from it as well. And stay tuned because we've got more great content, more stuff about the coronavirus and life as a modern Gnostic amidst a pandemic. I hope you all take care of yourselves, take care of your family, and remember, don't spread the virus of fear, anger, and stress. Spread fearlessness, equanimity, and freedom. Talk to you soon. (music) 